What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. We're just going to start by saying what's up. <laughs> and welcome back to my, from my favorite guest. Yes. You introduced me to my life. podcast. <laughs> I what? You can introduce me to my own podcast. Okay. Well, I was saying you are welcoming me back. I know. No. Welcome back to my most favorite guest. Who I will never forget. My most downloaded episode ever. <laughs> Worldwide famous cat Nevada. <laughs> the day that I'm famous, I'm literally going to go crawl in a hole, not come out. Yes. Well, you are famous. Did not- we ever tell you that? Like, I feel like sometimes people will like meet some of my, like, literally one of my friends told me this the other day that she met someone who, I guess follows me on Instagram. I was like, don't famous. I was like, no, I'm not. But that's like famous relative now. So I think that like with Instagram and all that, like somebody can have like 6,000 followers and it's like, oh, they're famous in this town. And I'm like, no, you're not famous. People just know about you. Like when I think about famous, I think about like Cameron Diaz, like Kim Kardashian, that everybody knows versus like I'm just some people know about who I am yes like this many people know that I exist on the earth that doesn't mean that I'm famous yeah yeah which segues great into our conversation for today about how to not be influenced by influencers (laughs) um (laughs) we can have another way to phrase that because some influencers are good no I like that um title how to not be influenced by influencers because I feel like that's something that I've been getting so frustrated with as Mm -hmm. not even like towards the normal influencer, because I think that influencing can be like a legit job, like that's careers. And I think some people do it really well. And I, I follow some people, but I think it depends on like, what are we influencing and and what are we promoting? And can Mm -hmm. we be aware that like, not all influencers are created equal. Yes. And there are some, there's some careers some spaces where I feel like it muddies the water of ethics when mm-hmm. our goal is to gain a following to gain it. Have yes. you seen the deep end about Teal? No. Okay. I need to watch well, it. Well, that's a perfect example of like, she's a, a spiritual guru. Oh gosh. Person, but no training. Like I think, mm-hmm. I don't even know if she finished high school. She might have, but like she never went to school, not no psychology. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she created this like cult, like following on YouTube and has like created these like programs and these retreats mm-hmm. that are all about like bringing you to your like highest level of self. And like, oh, gosh. Um, she does like these, these trauma workshops, which they show mm-hmm. on the documentary. It's really scary. And, and it's, like, well, what are we doing this for? Because also a lot of the stuff she's, she's doing, it's like, as a therapist, I'm like cringing. I'm like, this is so unsafe and this is so dangerous. Yeah. And are we, is she out there trying to help people or is she trying to become a cult leader? Of yes. Sorts, trying to gain yes. following for a monetary benefit or a, a sense of self-benefit versus mm-hmm. I have information I want to share with people. 
Yeah. So that's what we're, that's why I'm like hot on this t- topic of yes. it's hard to maintain our ethical guidelines when mm-hmm. we're also at the same time trying to create a following that then a lot of time, the purpose behind mm-hmm. that is money and it brings yes. like money to the root of all evil. And if we're motivated by money, a lot of times it pulls us out of our ethical guidelines because we mm-hmm. see that. that's good. Yes. Cause I think like, if I think about influencers that I follow and ones that I've unfollowed, I feel like you can kind of tell the ones who are like genuine because it is, I mean, it's a legit job. There are people out there who do a great job at it. I love seeing recommendations for whatever house stuff, cups, shirts, anything. But I think there's some people who like take that as like, okay, then this means I'm an expert on everything. Like if I lose weight postpartum, then I can tell people how to lose weight or yeah. Like you said that like spiritual workshop, whatever. Like, yeah. And yeah, this, the lot, the, that one is, there's somebody that I, I'm I'm sure there's tons of these people out there, but there's Mm -hmm. one specific account where it's this person who like calls themselves like a natural ADHD coach or something like that. No, no psychology training, not even like not even undergrad. I don't think like, Mm -hmm. let alone grad school or Mm -hmm. experience outside of that internships. None of that. It's all personal experience. Mm -hmm. This is what I did to feel better. And they're putting that information out there and are the, the reels and the videos and the posts that you're putting out there, are they accurate or are they like clickbait that it's going to get attention. That's going to give you a following. That's going to give you clients. And are you putting out there that this doesn't work for everybody? Because I think a lot Mm -hmm. of the information that I see is like all encompassing, like you said, with the postpartum, like this worked for me. And so you should do it. And you can't control influencers. You can't control coaches because there's not like, again, a code of ethics we have to follow Mm -hmm. and they have to follow in a board. But when it comes to people who are licensed like therapists, which Mm -hmm. would be me, like that stuff cannot be put out. I can't just promote my, that that's not my job. And so then as, and I'm sure you see this in your field as, Mm -hmm. as therapists begin creating this following on Instagram or whatever platform, then we're letting go of our code of ethics because we get a a big following. And then it's like, Oh, what can I do with it? And it moves us from a space of I'm trying to meet each individual client where they are at. Mm-hmm. versus I'm trying to like gain this one, um, niche following out of the whole world. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yes. Yes. And like trying to like profit off, I mean, trying to figure out a way of like, okay, now I have this huge following. What do we do with it? Like, how can we just, how do we monetize this? Which even in that, it's not inherently bad. It's more so seeing like, how are you stepping outside of like, your ethical boundaries, or are you trying to be someone that you're not trained to be? Because I think right now there is such the surge of like coaches of like, I'm a ADHD coach. I'm a body image coach. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, but that's not like regulated by anyone. So like I could go out and say, I'm a parenting coach because I have a child, but like, I'm not qualified to give parenting advice. I have a nine month old, like, but I could say I'm a parent coach. And like, well, and you, there's a, the thing is like, there are people that are probably really good at being coaches. There's a, yeah. in all regards, but I think what is really important, I think my bigger thing, because I'm like, I can't control the coaching world. And like, mm-hmm. that is what it is. 
I think mm-hmm. the, the general public just needs to know that like a coach is a self-proclaimed thing yes. um, and take that. And sometimes that's okay. Cause I know yeah. great coaches, but when it comes to somebody who has a license, yes, that's where I'm like, and, and I've recently changed the way I even use Instagram because I didn't want to be a part of this. That's where I'm like, we have to be really careful when we're yeah. looking because it gives us credibility. Right. So mm-hmm. I say, and I even think when people use the word coach, it gives an illusion of credibility yeah. um, before it's earned. And sometimes it is earned, but like we get this credibility because I'm licensed. So I'm a licensed mm-hmm. therapist. So I could start this like Instagram account, posting all this uh, stuff about like, uh, I don't know, something I don't know much about like OCD mm-hmm. or like stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I'm not the person to come to, but yeah. I would take some quotes and, and create some like very jaw dropping uh, content put it on the internet, get a following, and then like be this person that people come to. Yes. But, I, but, and there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's nothing wrong with licensed people having mm-hmm. a following of, of any sort. If, For sure. If the purpose is to help individuals individually mm-hmm. versus I'm trying to create a following and be some kind of idol or guru. Yeah. I don't want to be, because as a, and I can't speak to, I think dietitians have a little bit of a different mm-hmm. way of being because how we operate, like you are like, they, you are telling people probably more advice than I yeah. would be. But when it comes to a therapist, our job is to give agency back to the people coming to, to see us. Our job is to help other people figure out what they need. Mm. So then they go out and live a life that they choose is a life that's been given to them or told is the way that they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And when a therapist becomes, and this is a therapist, not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, Mm. like a therapist, when a therapist Mm. is telling people what they should do, how they should Mm. live, what they should feel, how they should feel, Mm. what their symptoms are, like uh, when when we're doing that, then we're creating this like weird power dynamic mm-hmm. where there is a power dynamic in a, in a therapist client relationship. We do hold mm-hmm. a certain kind of power, but it's not that I know more about you. Mm-hmm. It's that yes. you know more about you and I know a way to help you get to that. That yes. yes. And that's what I've been seeing on social media getting convoluted. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, can, it's like almost like we're getting duped by therapists. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good because I think a lot of times, and I feel like this is the case with like therapists versus dietitians, like, but there's, there is so much overlap, especially with like, you know, dietitians like me who work in the field of like intuitive eating and eating disorders. Like I'm not giving, I mean, to each individual client I'm seeing, I may be giving like specific recommendations for them, but if I were to just put that out on Instagram, it may not apply for everyone. And so there's things that I'll tell my clients in a session that I would never post on Instagram because it may not apply to the general public. But I think it's really easy when you, if you see, especially a licensed professional posting something that's like, do this, follow this, here's these five steps. And they're like trying to create all these little minions that do what they do. Like that just can get dangerous. Well, especially because if a, if I'm going to, I don't know exactly how this is going to come out. So tell me what you're picking up on this, but if a dietitian is putting out information and let's say this is an intuitive eating, eating disorder based dietitian, 
putting information out on the internet. What do people go to that's easy and accessible when they need help and they they have they may have shame of reaching out or anything? Social media is easy. I'm going to go to that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look for help there. I don't have to say anything or do anything. So there's a lot of people that are looking to social media that don't have like a therapist or a dietitian to mm-hmm. help regulate what they're what information they're taking in. For sure. So if, if a dietitian is saying like this is what this is exactly what intuitive eating looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what it. Mm-hmm. exactly what it feels like for every yes. single person. you should be eating these foods you should be feeling this mm-hmm. in your body like to an extent there's information that we can be put putting out there that can give an idea mm-hmm. but I've had clients come in that have been like I can't get it right like why do I mm-hmm. still like I don't I don't want those foods or those foods mm-hmm. don't feel good in my body yeah. or I can't sit in front of um a whole box of cookies and only eat like I, I can't do that. And it's not that mm-hmm. easy. It's because the information is too oversimplified. Mm-hmm. And so then it's getting, and I, as a therapist who's working with one of those people can help. Okay. Well, let's pull apart what that you For saw, sure. what that might, maybe we like read into the wrong line, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't have that. So then there's yes. then this information that could be true mm-hmm. and sometimes is true is getting put out to the general public mm-hmm. and then people are getting confused because it's not true for them. Yes. So then that's spread up. That's how this misinformation of what intuitive eating is, what recovery looks like. Yes. It, and I think a lot of people can do a good job with giving just enough information to like mm-hmm. let people know that like there's another option out there. There's hope. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, those people who are like, I'm going to put the stuff on there that's going to make people think that I know what they need and they're going to keep following me and they're going to keep mm-hmm. coming back for more and I'm just going to feed them this stuff. Yeah. That's where I'm like, oh, this is like, it's helped. It helped us at first to like reduce mm-hmm. the stigma, get information out. And now I'm like, it feels like I keep having to do damage control. Yes. I agree. Like it's almost like gone too far because it's great for there to be some voices out there that kind of like help, even like you said, break the stigma of like therapy, working with a dietitian. Like I talked to a doctor the other day and he was like, I've never had so many clients, like so agreeable to see a dietitian than ever before. But there are things that do go too far, like you said, or where people start to like take certain things that aren't universal truth and believe it is universal truth. Uh-huh. Um, and it's hard. Cause like you said, like, it's not like we can't control how other people respond to like things we put out into the world. But at the same time, like it's hard if people don't have a like comfortable, safe space to like process what they're reading in. Or, I mean, if you think about the way you consume social media, it's so easy to just, I mean, you're just scrolling kind of, you're like a little sponge. So sometimes you're not even like really processing. You're just kind of immediately like, oh, that's true. That's true. Like now I need to apply that in my life. I already follow this person and I've built trust through following them. mm -hmm. So that's true. And then I take this information. Yeah. Without thinking it. And I think that's, and I will say like, I haven't always been like good at this. Like mm-hmm. I've had to do a lot of like, uh, work and go and talk about this in therapy myself of like, I feel like I've been a part of the problem before mm-hmm. and we're always figuring out how to use social media. So like, and, and social mm-hmm. media is going to continue to change. Right. And so I'm now just seeing this more because it's becoming an issue now, not because like it hasn't yeah. always been a problem. Yeah. So I, I don't want what I'm saying to come off as like, all oh, these people are bad and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it almost is like you get caught up in it and then you're like, whoa, 
Like this yes. is not what I, this isn't what yes. I intended. And yeah, so I've had to do a lot of work around how do I show up on social media? Because I put content out. I have a mm-hmm. podcast. I had two public Instagrams. Like mm-hmm. I do this. And like, honestly, like all of that stuff has really, really has helped grow my practice. Mm-hmm. And like, I am somebody, I don't work for free. Like I have to make yes. money yeah. in my job and that's fair, but I had to do a lot of work around, okay. As, as social media is changing and we're looking at social media in different ways, it's not just mm-hmm. something we go to, to like post pictures on people yes. are going to, to get help and to learn. And like, mm-hmm. we're not reading as many books because we can get, we yeah. can watch so I've had to be like, okay, well now that this, I have a responsibility as a mm-hmm. professional to check in with, is the information that I am putting out into the world, does it need to be said? And does it need to be said in this way? Is it appropriate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and some things I still might mess up on. And I think some people are still trying to figure this out. But as I've continued to, to ask myself that question, I've decided like, I don't want a public, I don't mm-hmm. want my on, I don't want a following, a public following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I want people to follow my podcast. Yeah. I want people to, to be able to listen to this conversation, but the conversations that I'm trying to create are more about like getting people to like think about things and getting people to be curious and getting people to talk about things they've never talked about versus I'm out there being like, if you feel this, you need this. If you will have yes. a, a troubled relationship with your mother-in-law, do this. Like I'm not telling people exactly what to do. I'm trying to invite people into thinking differently, mm-hmm. which who knows if I'm doing it. I'm not doing it perfectly, but that's... Kind and of- none of us are. Like, <laughs> But I think it's like very much, I mean, you described this, like social media has evolved over the past, what, five, 10 years. It'll continue to evolve and it can be an amazing tool. I tell my clients that all the time and it has been a great tool in my business growth as well. And But I think it's us as like, provide like licensed providers and people showing up on Instagram also being mindful, like, like growing with it as well. Like, okay, now people are using this, like taking a lot of this stuff and like believing it to be true for them. So how can I be like mindful and cautious about what I put out knowing I can't control a hundred percent of like how people are going to perceive it and respond, but knowing I can like do my best to not make it seem like, okay, you have to do this. This is universal truth. Cause also with some of that, it's like, okay, for people like receiving or taking in some of that content, like maybe it also will spur them to work with a therapist, work with a dietitian, join a support group, like Instagram, if you're using it for that sort of like for support in your like mental health, relationship with food, all the things, maybe it spurs you to like take another step in that journey. Yeah. Or, and, and feel less alone. And like, I think a lot of times mm-hmm. before Instagram made this kind of information so accessible, a lot of people mm-hmm. thought like this was only me or like, mm-hmm. I know that like I struggled with an eating disorder before I had an Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see people talking about things. I think it would have been really helpful to even see some of the content that you put out about like, is this how you think about food? Because I mm-hmm. thought that that was like, just how my brain worked. And yeah. I thought it was just like what I was going to have to deal with the rest of my life. I didn't mm-hmm. even have an idea that there was another way around this. Mm. But I think that like, I want that all to be still accessible. And I think it's an awesome tool, but we, I think as professionals, we have an ethical responsibility to mm-hmm. question why we're putting content out 
the why behind the what. And mm-hmm. I think as consumers of content, we have to be more aware of, is this person promoting themselves? Mm-hmm. Is this person like, what kind of profit is this person gaining out of yeah. putting this information out there? Or is this person promoting something like information? Like, or is this mm-hmm. person promoting us to like question things or think differently, but they're mm-hmm. not telling us what to think and how to think. Yes. That makes- yes. And that's so good. Cause that's, that was the last question I was going to ask you is like for people listening who are consumers, like what could be like one takeaway for them or one kind of yeah thing they can like do after listening to this. And I think you just described it perfectly. Yeah. I would just say like literally everybody, every human that has any, well, any human general, but like any human yeah. social media is, I, I want us to always be curious about what we're seeing and, and mm-hmm. not just take things at face value, mm-hmm. but, but question things, not in like a, I'm questioning you in like this, like doubting way, but question mm-hmm. like, okay, this seems true. What seems true about this? Like what feels true for me about this? What, mm-hmm. what, what do I need to like learn more about or check into? Um, mm-hmm. and, and this lead me somewhere where I'm taking agency of the information I'm yeah. seeing versus, oh, this is the end of the road. I'll just do whatever this person mm-hmm. does. Yes. So approaching it with more curiosity instead of just like this black and white, like, okay, I need to follow exactly, but more so like, oh, that's intriguing. How could that maybe apply to me? Or does it even apply to me? Yeah. And I, I mean, I can only speak to like the therapy influencer side of things. Like I think mm-hmm. that this is, there's a million different kinds of influencers. For sure. But I would say for like, if anybody is following, cause there's a million of them and like, Again, my podcast has an Instagram. My therapist's practice has an Instagram and I follow that and I find it helpful. Um, but if you ever are, are getting content from a therapist um, who you're not working with directly, this isn't like in the room, they're saying like, I know what you need or you, yeah. this, or you have to do this. If they're mm-hmm. telling you what to do or again, how to feel, what to think. If they're saying, I know before mm-hmm. they even know you, to yeah. me, that's a red flag because- Yes. I don't know. Like, I I don't like in my, that's why I, if anybody's listening, who's going to therapy, you know, it's like a, a joke of like, we just want our therapist to like, tell us what to do. Like, we just want to mm-hmm. get into their head and be like, so what do you think? And they're like, what do you think? Yeah. And the reason we do that is because we don't know what's best for other people's mm-hmm. lives. We, yeah. there are certain things we can like see behind the curtain of when it comes mm-hmm. to like safety. And like, we might be a couple steps ahead of you in terms mm-hmm. of like, the idea of what the path is, but like mm-hmm. we cannot tell you what feels right because we're mm-hmm. not. In- That's good. And, like the thing that I live by is like the person that knows you the best is you, and mm-hmm. you sit with your thoughts. I don't hear the thoughts inside of your head, even like mm-hmm. you right now. Like I have no idea what you're saying inside of your head. The yeah. only person that knows that is you. Therefore, mm-hmm. you're going to know more about yourself than anybody else in the whole entire world. So mm-hmm. just because that somebody says something on the internet that you need, doesn't mean you actually need. Yes. Uh, mic drop. <laughs> that, that's so good. So good. I think we could talk about this for like 27 hours. <laughs> I could but. talk to myself about this for 27 yeah. hours. <laughs> like find me in the bathroom talking to myself in the mirror. <laughs> Another thing and another thing. Like, wait, one more thing. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> I had a 
two hour, I'm not kidding, a two hour therapy appointment talking about this. Yeah, well, it's good. So heated. I was like, I was deleting my Instagram and I'm deleting my podcast. And I, and she was like, wait a second. Like, let's take a step back. Yeah. So I'm not on right now. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing all of this. This was a good conversation. I have a feeling people listening have lots of takeaways coming away from this. So thanks. You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.